Yo, 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 baby, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. Oz here in the studio talking quakes. The season is going, oh man, I love it. I love it. There's a there's a season now. And the quakes got the first win of the season. Of course, of course. It's always a good week when that happens. And man, what a win. What a fucking win. And I tell you, and I fucking tell you guys last week, I predicted a two to one quakes victory. Dallas will get better. They're not a bad team. They will get better, but they're just not they're just not clicking yet and the Quakes have just been playing their style for a while, so they had the better opportunity and they took advantage especially dude, Armada trusting the youth and the youth is coming through once again. How amazing is that? But yeah, we'll talk about that and also again, a quick turnaround Saturday, DC United comes in. Still no official word about what's going on with the US Open, so I'm assuming it's gonna move forward as as expected. But the Quakes losing that first match, I don't know. It's gonna be pretty hard to get up there. You could be if you beat DC United, like dude, you're two and one and after that it gets rough. You're talking Seattle, Galaxy, I think in Portland even. It's it's like a four-week stretch where it's gonna get fucking rough. Because I know I predicted victories in the first two, the first two matches, but the Quakes were honest, genuinely better. They're, the Quakes are better than Houston. Sorry, Houston. Quakes are better than them. Early in the season, the the Quakes are be- were better than Dallas, and I believe that. I'm wasn't gonna. I'm not gonna predict a, a victory every single fucking time. But this coming up, DC United, I think it's winnable. After that, shit's gonna get crazy. But we'll talk about that next week. And also, do a little, little quick news. Emi Ochoa got fucking... He gets called up to the U16 Mexican team. Fucking amazing, dude. That's that's fucking cool. The Quake, Quakes are, you know, making... A, uh, have another player that is on a national team radar. Even more exciting for me, he's, he's from my hometown. I'm, I'm recording right now in Salinas. That's where he's from. Dude, and this is where... Anyone that's listened to this for a while loves to to knows oh my god <laughs> knows how I love to try to be all humble and shit. But then again, I'm like, oh, oh everyone knows I'm right, fucking dude. So anyway, I remember this Emil Chua thing. When I see it, it was interesting when I saw that he got called up to the Mexican national team because I was blown away that he, that wasn't a thing yet. There were nobody, had, yeah, that he had signed for the Quakes and Mexico hadn't said anything especially in front in salinas there's so many connections to the mexican national team here so anyway i'm at a bar and i you know somebody one of the soccer people that i know i get there and i'm like dude did you see this the fucking the quakes just signed this 14 was he 14 or 15 when the quakes signed him like they just signed this kid from salinas and he was like what the fuck like yeah and of course like where'd he play i think it was santa was it santa cruz Santa Cruz Breakers or El Camino. I don't know if he came from El Camino. Long story short, so I'm like, dude, check this dude out. This guy this guy sends a text. He's like, I know a dude, you know, connected with the men's national team. They're fucking in L.A. right now. The Mexican national team. They're in L.A. scouting some fucking people. Let me see if they know about him. And he texts them. And, of course, dude, you're, it's a, dude, you're at a bar. Let's get out of here. You're, you're, you're. Everyone swears they know that guy. You know, I know the guy that makes it happen. This, I know the guy behind the guy behind the guy. 
<laughs> a little swingers reference for all you cool cats out there, all you beautiful babies. Yeah. So so anyway, yeah, you're at a bar. You're like, all right, oh, of course, everyone's fucking talks shit, trying to be cool, dude. It's within minutes. This dude responds back, and this motherfucker text back uh, like this kid's whole fucking life story this guy it was like he was his goddamn biographer it was amazing in like 10 10 minutes maybe i mean it, we were still standing there basically we're still standing in the same conversation that we started just catching up before that conversation ended he had gotten a response from that that guy and he was like holy fuck this guy was basically like how the fuck did this guy slip through the cracks? I have no clue either. And again, I am definitely not saying that I'm the one that made that connection or anything. Get out of here. But I'm saying that, right? Uh, it was just so interesting because I do. It was quite impressive, you know, within minutes of this guy not knowing who this person was and just throwing out the feelers there and, and just coming back with a whole biography. Like, holy fuck, who, what the fuck? How did, how did we not know about this kid? Again, I, I don't know. I don't know who who it was or if it was ever anything or it, it was just interesting that all of a sudden this happens and this is a kid from Salinas of course because his parents are Mexican and he's and he hasn't played um, for the national for the senior team he's he's still eligible for both but this is where I keep saying the the U.S. men's national team doesn't look like how the country looks it looks like the rich. How the rich school kid, how the rich kid looks. <laughs> you know what I mean. I said it before. Go back to that episode. I, I've already said it a thousand times. But, uh, dude, this is, Salinas is just such a soccer hotbed. I, I would think they would have, a, like, a permanent academy here. Somehow just the men's national team would just be vacuuming up all these fucking kids that are all over this damn valley with amazing natural talent that don't have the discipline to go to the next level and it's not that the the kids are undisciplined i mean they're kids nobody's not nobody i mean there are people that have that natural discipline those dudes are fucking superstars that that's a thing that happens but for the most part most professional players everywhere around the world need good coaching and need guidance to take that raw natural talent and turn it into into superstars look, look at what's happening with Cade cal right now you know, the San Jose Earthquakes and Matias Almeida were taking that raw talent and they're crafting it into what hopefully becomes a world-class player. It definitely looks like it. Anyway, that was just so interesting. I was like, hmm. I, of course, like I said, the reality is me talking to a dude at a bar who just texted somebody. I had nothing to do with it, but it was just interesting. And we'll see. I wish him luck, dude. Emmy, as a... Here, so you could tell, and so as soon as people started hearing it, that that the pride of some kid, you know, coming out from here doing shit, as soon as they they hear or read his salary, they're like, "Wait, what?" This <laughs> is not we don't get not a lot of good jobs in this city, but it's so cool to see people get pumped. And then with that uh, USL championship team or US, I don't know if they're in the championship, but the USL team. That might be coming to Seaside or will be coming to Seaside next next year. It's just cool. It's just cool for the area. It's cool for soccer. And it's just better for the national team. If if there's better infrastructure to get these kids, fuck, you have no idea. I have no idea of the fucking talent. The, the people that have made it out of Salinas and that have signed professionally are not even the best players that this city has fucking produced. 
And this shit has produced a fair amount of professional soccer players. It's fucking nuts. I'll get off my soapbox because I that is I feel a rant coming. So I'm like, no, I will spare you guys this week. <laughs> we got a break soon enough, right? There's a break coming. I mean, if there's a break for MLS, there won't be a break for soccer. But let's talk about Quakes versus Dallas because holy shit, dude. The match starts. Quakes have lost. You know, they lost in Houston. They didn't look very good. They looked like the, the again, this is Jekyll and Hyde type team. I don't know who's the bad one. I just say that because that's the popular phrase. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So I guess Mr. Hyde would be the bad one, right? Because doctors are nice. I don't know. Conspiracy theories. There's a QAnon. People are like, what the fuck? You just trust doctors, bro? Anyway, so yeah, in Houston, they looked like they were lost again. Like it could be one of those stretches that are just terrible. They come then they come back home. They got a crowd again. They start, they play, you know, Dallas comes in, match starts, and it looks like, yeah, like the Quakes are indeed in that funk, and it's about to get bad real quick. In the, within three or four minutes of that match starting, it could have been two to nothing. Dallas, some some very, very good goalkeeping by Marcinkowski and a little bit of miracles because of the wind or some shit kept the, kept the fucking match drawn or even drawn. Somebody fucking sketching in the corner. Yeah, dude, the Quakes were so fucking lucky to keep that, but they did. But they and this is where I don't know if I I'm not smart enough, and I, I and you're not at the stadium, so you can't see everything that's going on. You can only see what the fucking camera shows you. And for some reason, the Univision one seemed it seemed more zoomed in than usual. Yeah, the Quakes looked like they they were just it was a matter of time before the fucking dam broke and Dallas just ran all over them. But, like, right before the fifth minute, Matias Almeida, I believe, I can't remember, I'm, I'm pretty fucking sure, he flipped Fierro and Espinosa. Espinosa's always on the right side, Fierro's on the left. And all next thing you know, he flips them, Fierro's on the right, Espinosa's on the left, and the Quakes are a completely fucking different team. The Quakes are, are so much different, and from there on out, they play exactly the way they want to play and they they impose their way and they fucking dominate this was, this was not close it oh, fuck dude it should have been a clean sheet after all they went through after fucking oh the goal line save but really dude, and, and I, I don't know like i said i'm not smart enough i i know that that happened i know this fucking team i've seen this team play so so much so i know almeida did that why he did that i don't know i don't know if he just wanted to, to, you know, kind of light a fire under their ass, refresh them by switching them, or if if he saw something on the Dallas, on the Dallas, on Dallas's defense that he thought he could exploit, or that Espinosa or Fierro on the other side could exploit better. I don't know, but I know he did that, and as soon as that happened, the team completely changed. I'm curious. I would assume he would keep that going forward. Almeida is one of those guys that once something works he just keeps going with it so i would assume going forward you're going to have espinoza on the left and fierro on the right and if indeed they, it wasn't just a, a something that dallas couldn't defend against and, and the quakes are just better that way holy fuck because that was a really really smooth win and, you know take those other five minutes away and the, i have never seen a, such a dominating quakes win and it was three to one it's a, man that is a pretty good margin of victory but it was a very dominating win and out of that dude 
there's the only thing you could really say from that match is that was kind of Cade Cowell's introduction, right, to the to the world. People who didn't know about him, now you know. Now you know what we've been, what's been growing here, what's been bubbling in San Jose. Man, I still remember when the, when they signed him. I was I was at that media day and. I forgot what they announced. No, actually, they were, it was his signing, but it was a big deal. They're like, dude, we're going to announce a signing. We're going to announce a fucking signing. You're going to want to be here for this. That's actually why I went. I fucking, I don't know if I got to work later. If I didn't even actually go to work, but I, I went to San Jose. I was like, I got to cover this, whatever this whole, whatever this signing is. It's the quakes, you know, that you, you, you think it's going to be a big one. It's going to be it. And then it's a nuke. <laughs> Nah, that dude's cool, that dude's cool, but So anyway, I get to the stadium And there's this little huddle And there's this fucking big ass dude there Like, I thought it was some Like a big Swedish dude or something That the Quakes were gonna announce Like, we signed this 27-year-old six foot three goal scorer from the Swedish League Or some shit But it was fucking Cade Cowell It was fucking, he was, I think, 15 still at that time He was fucking huge And then to see him practice I was like, god damn, this guy's fast Fast. I mean, he, I don't think he was as fast as Shea Salinas at that point, but he, yeah, he's the he could he was up there with Shea Salinas. It was fucking impressive. So we've known about it. We don't know what we have, and that was a, a great match. I mean, he he still hadn't figured it out. He still hadn't scored. I mean, he had scored once, but to be a starter it was still like, are you fucking? Are you serious? Is that like really what you're going with? You have the all time leading goal scorer on the fucking bench. Aggressive red card, getting goal score. He's got two red cards in the last three seasons. Come on, Wanda, fix your game. <laughs> anyway, so Almeida says, "No, I trust the kid. He hasn't done anything to show me that he doesn't deserve to start. So he's going to keep starting, and he did. And Almeida says, "Told y'all, I fucking told y'all." And Cade Cowell has himself a match, a goal, and an assist. And not only an assist, that that's one of those assists that it doesn't, the fucking box score it's, doesn't, does not do it justice. You just see one G, one A. But that A was such an A. Who was it? I think it was Doyle. I, mean, I, I got to stop bringing that dude up. Everyone's going to be like, are you fucking in love with him? That's all you ever bring up. But that dude is the most tactically in love guy with MLS. Who's who's doing more tactical analysis? I I need to do a deep dive on podcasts. I need to go down a rabbit hole. Who's out there? Someone let me know. DM me at FWH Podcast. Send me a DM of I need some somebody that's doing crazy tactical analysis on Major League Soccer. I want to hear some shit. I, but I, he was like, "That's fucking Kevin De Bruyne level." De Bruyne, De Bruyne. But yeah, what a goddamn assist and. I love the confidence because, dude, he, I'm sure he's tried that several times already. And every time it's led to an interception or a missed pass in some other way. But he keeps trying it. He has the confidence because he knows he has that ability. He's not doing that just to try to be a cheeky asshole. Like he has the skill to make that kind of pass. So he has. So I love that when he doesn't make it, he has the confidence to keep going, and now he has done it. So now he knows that it is for real. Now that it's happened once, it can keep happening. So he's just getting more and more confident, 
I would hate to fucking be a defender against him. He's fucking huge. He's 17, so this kid's not going to give up. He's younger. He's stronger. He's has more stamina. It's fucking crazy. We'll see. He This DC United one's going to be an interesting one. So anyway, yeah. So Quakes Quakes beat FC Dallas three to one, great victory. I was I want to say no notes, but a lot of notes, a lot of notes, but mostly positive notes. Everyone, dude, and then this is and I've mentioned about depth and stuff, and I've mostly talking about the Quakes' lack of depth and how some of the better teams now have really quality. They're starting to get really deep, dude. When the Quakes. Remedi has has done himself. He's been good. He wasn't great against Houston, but it, oh my god, a little whistly there, huh? Wasn't great against Houston. Oh, Houston! Damn, how do you do that podcast and not freaking whistle all the time? But he had a, a much improve. He was much more improved against Dallas to the point where not that you're like, all right, Judson, sorry, back to the bench. Fuck no. Jutson's fucking good, but when Jutson came in, because finally Jutson he came in in the, I think twenty minutes, ten minutes, whatever. He's getting he's getting some time. The the team just got better when Jutson came in. They just got better. It was fucking amazing. I was like, fuck yeah! I've never. It, it it's so rare. Usually, you know, they do get better in that like you're getting desperate. You you need a goal, so you throw in Wando in the last ten minutes and have him fucking. Just barrel through the defense. But this was a team that was composed, that was winning, that was in control, that switched a player to get, you know, rep some minutes to to another player that, that needed it, and they just got better. So, it, again, like, you know Remedy is going to fucking do it. So if he starts, you're not worried anymore. I, I still believe Jutson should, should start. He's a fucking earned it over the last couple of years but you know now that once if Judson's not having the best match if that fucking motor needs a little break remedy can come in and it's gonna fucking you're all right i don't know so that's pretty cool so defensive midfield was a question mark coming in because again without Judson, this team is just floppy so it's nice to know that there's a little bit of depth there as the season grinds on. But it does grind on with DC United showing up. DC United's one and one. They beat New York City of uh week one and then they lost to New England Revolution. Which I mean, that's New England Revolution. A lot of people are gonna lose to them. Hernan Losada's got them playing it's a five four one. It's fucking uh it's an interest it's interesting. I I'm curious. I really want to see this play. I want to see this. Um, they they attack down the right side. They just they ignore their midfield and just say, "Hey, everybody, start fucking running." <laughs> everybody start fucking running. We gotta launch the ball down down the pitch, and fifty percent of the time it's gonna bounce our way, and fifty percent of the time it's not. <laughs> I fucking love that. Just, that's fucking nuts. And it also is scary in that it can create some freaking counter opportunities just doing that shit. And I'm like, Hmm, what team struggles on the counter that has to play this team coming up. So if the quakes on offense can go in and, and what fucking 
somehow break through their their five man defense. Which, man, I don't know. I don't want to get too goddamn cocky, but that was just a very good performance against Dallas, and I, it didn't seem like a fucking fluke. That's that's exactly what they wanted to do. They did what they they were who they thought we were. Dallas wants to, or Dallas, if DC United wants to on defense, just chill and wait to to attack the ball when it comes after them, and then counter. Dope, dope. If the Quakes were struggling, if the Quakes had bad chemistry, I'd be like, that's a bit concerning because the Quakes, are again, are not good on the counter. But right now, I think they could just slice through shitty defenses. And I'm not, no disrespect to DC United, I'm not calling them a shitty defense. But this is just like, just like Dallas. It's a, it's a new system. It's Hernán Lozada's first year. And it's, it's a pretty unique system. It's not a very traditional one in, in Major League Soccer. It's going to be, again, Fe- Frederick Brillant. Brilliant, Brion, Brion. I would say Brion because that's an AJ. If they can find a way to get around him, isolate him, make him non-existent on the defense, that's basically their big dude. That, that that's, and then on, on the the defensive side, they're gonna come at you with with again through Gressel and Flores on the right side. The defenders, if they can again, if they can get the ball, they're gonna get the ball, they're gonna kick it down the right side, and. It's up to Julian Gressel, Edison Flores to do something with it. That's how it was the first two matches. So yeah, so if, if Judson and Young Birth and and the defense there, Alanis or the whoever else is on the defense, you can find a way to shut down that their right side. That's it. There you go. Twenty six minutes, Quakes. Just Almeida. Just play this podcast in the locker room. Everybody take notes. That's it. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this is this is also this is another winnable match. DC United is going to get better. They're not really good. I mean, they barely they barely lost to Revolution. That Revolution game from I I didn't watch it, but from everything I read, it it just it looks it seemed sloppy. It seemed sloppy. That that one goal was an own goal, so I don't know how much that really counts. So. And right now the quakes are not sloppy. Right now the the, the quakes are hitting. You got a seventeen year old fucking boulder coming down the mountain. That's not really an old, an old rock. That, that doesn't. I don't like that metaphor. I'll change it next week. I'll have a better metaphor. But I don't know. I don't. DC United is in for a battle. Oh, dude! And on top of that, it's getting played at eight p.m. Pacific. 8 p.m. Pacific, which is 11 p.m. in the on the East Coast. I'm sure these dudes. I think they come in maybe tonight or tomorrow. 11 o'clock. It's not the latest, but it, it, your body is is tr- is tripping out. Everybody's like, uh huh. Especially athletes. These dudes probably go to bed at 10, 11 o'clock anyway during the season. So it's it's fucking nap time. It's time for you to go to sleep, and you got to play a fucking. Uh, MLS match with a 17 year old kid fucking just bowling 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 balling well through your defense that's nuts good good luck for that so what is it what's it gonna be dude I want to say I want to call a shutout just because I they they damn fucking almost deserved it after what they went through last week but DC United's fucking madness ass style that counter, I just have a feeling 
fuck, but dude, if Jutsen and or again Remedy, they've shown that they they're handling that. So if they could prevent a fuck crazy move, or, or again the counter, I guess if they, if they can stop the counter, then D, I don't see DC threatening at all. And the quakes just fucking teeing off. How much was it? it was fucking like three shots? I think I think DC United had three shots against Revolution. Some some low ass number. The quakes recently broke a record, broke the record for most shots in a match. Dude, I'm telling you, it can get it can get pretty nasty. And this is the quakes need a fucking five to nothing, five to one victory. <laughs> that that team needs that. Um, I don't I don't see it as much as I would love to as well. It's just, I don't know. It hasn't happened in the past, but I still think they're going to win. I'll, I'll go modest. I'm going to go modest, and I'll go two to one. I really hope for two to nothing. I want that clean sheet. But like I said, DC United with the, the, the danger on the counterattack, I don't know. I, th- I think it's going to be two to nothing. And the Quakes are just going to get a little sleepy. And they, they're going to hit them on the counter. And then Quakes will be like, oh shit. And the Quakes can wake up and lock everything down. And, and they're going to win the match. So, yeah, I, I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, again, the, the Quakes. And I know this is a Quakes podcast. And I'm obviously a fucking big-ass homer for the Quakes. But I see the schedule. It's ain't going to be the same prediction next week. It's, it's going to be tough. I think it's Seattle after this. I haven't looked. But I think it's Seattle. But this DC United one, this is this is winnable. This is winnable. Um, Almeida's going against a fellow countryman. You know, you, want, you always want to be your, you know, patriotic sense. You want to be your fellow countryman. Let them know, hey. You're embarrassing our country, bro. You're over here. You better win. <laughs> anyway, but it it is almost May, which means USL Championship is about to start. And like I said, this this is really a San Jose Earthquakes podcast. I mean, it's my fucking podcast. I talk about whatever the fuck I want. But the Oakland, I think the Oakland Roots deserve way more. I mean, they are getting a bunch of attention, but I want to focus more attention on them on this show. So, yeah, so I've been... Following that along, see what they're doing. They're about to they get started May 4th, I believe, against Phoenix. All the games are on ESPN Plus now. That's so fucking sick, dude. Wherever you are, you can stream them. So be sure to that uh, to watch out for that. But little kind of hiccup for the Oakland Roots right before their season starts. They had just promoted uh, Dario Pot. Dario, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right as well. I'm just I've only read his name. But Dario Pot had been pr- promoted to the head coach of Oakland Roots for some reason in the last week. They parted ways. The season's about to start. They lost their last friendly. They lost five to one to Sacramento. Uh, Sacramento. I mean, Sacramento's been around for a while, but they're in the same fucking league. The, the Oakland Roots is up in USL Championship, so. This is it's not the big box. It's not the big dogs. You know, you got MLS above that, but th- that is a, starting to become a very, very competitive league as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Jordan Farrell, who was the coach for the last several seasons, went, 
back to that role. He was still with the team. I think he went. He was doing something in the front office, but he's stepping in uh, on a temporary basis. So it's not gonna. It shouldn't be a huge talk, shock to the system, you know. Adam uh, Dario Pot was an assistant under Jordan Farrell, so I don't think, you know, even if Pot's system wasn't working out, Farrell can come back and be like, all right. We all know what we used to do. Let's go back to that. Let's get to work. Season's about to start. Uh, we're gonna make sure to find someone that's gonna make this team the best it can be. And I'll let you know what's up. I'll let you know what happens if you have ESPN Plus. I highly recommend fucking following along. It's it's super high level. The league is super high level. And, and we have another local team, dude. We have another local team here in Northern California to root for, and I'm all for that. They're not in the Quakes League. It makes it even easier. But anyway, I'm going to sign off out of here. We'll see Saturday, 8 p.m., how the Quakes do against DC United? I, again, I'm thinking a two to one victory. I, they sh- the Quakes should win. If they don't win, it's they should win. That's all there is to it. They're at the moment they're better than DC United, and they should win. And I I think they will. We'll see how it goes. We'll catch on next week on Wednesday, which with a little review of how they did against DC United and a little breakdown of whoever the opponent is that coming up week. And uh, yeah, but with that, we'll see y'all later. Peace.